Welcome to the Fantasy Affair. Hey, hey, welcome in, my family, my friends, our fantasy affairians. This is the Fantasy Affairs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian Manganero, and I come to you joyous. Nay, I come to you elated for the show that we have in store, guys. We're here with my boys, your favorites in the industry. Um, quick look into Thanksgiving for our listeners uh, as we've got this amazing week coming up. So first up, they call the madman, Sean Pomroy. What's up for Thanksgiving? How you doing, brother? Oh, we're starting here, huh? Yeah. Oh, sweet Tommy. Oh, sweet Tommy, boy. Oh, sweet Tommy. Tommy's on tonight, and I'm here with you fucking shitheads. I wanted to call in tonight, but you know what? I love you guys, and I'm here doing this with you guys, and, and Tommy's, Tommy's all alone. He doesn't have me there to support him, and I'm worried about Tommy. But uh, besides that, let's uh, let's get into it. Who's next? We're getting into it. We're skipping over the Madman because Madman has no affinity for Thanksgiving. Screw the food. Screw the family. Give me football. Um, and that's why he's the Madman. And we love having him in, uh, especially with Tommy on. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> next up, the newest addition to the Fantasy Affairs family, uh, Brad Stickla, welcome back, buddy. What's going on? What's up for Thanksgiving? Hey, not a lot. Trying to get some yard work done, man. Leaf blowing after leaf blowing and leaf blowing some more. It's getting pretty irritating. I'm ready for it to snow, so there aren't leaves there for me to blow anymore. Uh, but other than that, getting ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to be spending it with some friends, not family this year. Not going to travel for a change. So we get to hang out with some some friends from work who moved from California to Ohio. So they don't have anybody to spend Thanksgiving with. Uh, so it's going to be all of us drinking, watching football, and doing a little bit of player prop betting on uh, Thanksgiving. So looking forward to that. Awesome, dude. Friendsgiving is the way to go. I discovered that when I moved out to Vegas. Um, as I moved out solo, I had no family out there and introduced to the idea of Friendsgiving and just a total fun experience. Um, awesome. And especially with the prop bets, you know, we uh, we did a little drinking game this weekend uh, with my family. Every time someone in the family's uh, player scored a touchdown, we all had to finish our drinks in our hands. So when there was six players of the 10 player league there, man, oh, man, that was a fun day. But <laughs> Um, awesome. Great to have you in. Awesome to have you on the family. Um, next up, we are moving on to Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Jedi himself. Maddie, Daddy, talk turkey to me. What's up, buddy? What's up, baby? Uh, <laughs> pumped up, dude. I'm a thick dude and I love to eat. Gonna do the parade, watch the parade with the family. Then about one o'clock, I'll be lining up in the three-point stance. Playing a little backyard football, baby. Oh, it's going to be a blast. You dog, you. Super right. Super Tradition, jealous. baby. Got to gotta raise these kids right. Are you, are you like the dad drawing the routes on the palm of your hand for the kids and they're running out in the backyard? Like I'm getting everybody involved, man. I see, Matt, I, see Matt's, I see Matt stiff arming a kid on his way to the end zone spiking oh. the ball. <laughs> and then looking at his wife like, what? What? They can't stop me. About a minute in, I'll be out of breath, but uh, ready to hit the, the salad and the corn souffle and mashed potatoes. 
All the good oh, shit, man. man. I'm pumped. Awesome. Awesome. You got to you know, mix that in with the stiff arms of the kids and uh, the backyard football. I love it. What? Oh, man. Um, of course, you know, followed up finally. Uh, my dude, DJ Berka, Berkey-licious. What's going on for your holiday, my friend? Hey, dude. So I work at Churchill Downs, but COVID's got to shut down and sadness, sadness, whatever. I don't have to work on Thanksgiving, so I'm looking forward to it hard, man. I've been working Thanksgiving for like 10 straight years, so I'm not going to go back and see the folks in Michigan. I'm going to stay here in Louisville. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my uh, my interesting lady friend over here is going to make me a hot brown. I met her at Churchill, so I'm going to get one of those Southern-style, Kentucky-style hot browns and drink beer. My only goal is to not take a nap until at least halftime oh. because uh, these kids and this and all this food's going to wear me out, man. I tell you, it won't be hitting salad. I don't know what Matt's talking about. <laughs> I'm going to skip, skip that plate. Yeah, I got the only, plate's only so big enough. Pre-game, man. baby. Good luck to you with the kids and making halftime. You know what? I think that should be our prop bet for the fantasy affairians right now. Is Berkey going to make it to halftime with the kids and the food? I'm going to say I'm going to take the under. He doesn't make it to halftime. Let's say you, Maddie. Oh, he gets a nap for sure. Brad? He gets there. I think he makes it to halftime. The first game is the Lions. Madman, round us out. What do you got? No, he's football man. You're not gonna fall asleep during football. <laughs> I know you. Did you see the Lions play last week? <laughs> you're still watching. Oh, you're, you're too I, you're yeah, too I know, I know, I know. But that's my oh, goal. Maybe, so, maybe that's a good problem. Maybe we'll after the keep, second game, we'll keep track of that. We will definitely be uh, communicating with Berkey on Thursday just to see where he's at. We'll take documentation and see what's going on, but. Um, super excited to have you guys, uh, especially on this on this week of giving thanks. Um, you know, and I wanted to mention this. We, uh, you know, in my family, uh, Kelly works seven on, seven off, and um, so meaning that she worked all of last week or all, all of this week. So she is working for Thanksgiving, um, and we celebrate the week early. And what we did was um, we wanted to do a cheese course. Um, we're big cheese heads and, and, you know, I don't think we have any Wisconsin guys here, but, you know, we, we celebrate our cheese here pretty hard. And um, we search for this uh, local cheese spot. And let me tell you, we found this place. Check this name out. It's called Cheese Louise. And it is in Woodstock, New York, the famous Woodstock, New York. Um, this was so freaking incredible. Uh, they had every like locally sourced cheese, super, super unique items. Um, homemade like roasted Marcona almonds, uh, fresh made pesto, fresh smoked trout pulled from rivers right around. Um, so incredible. And the reason I mentioned this uh, to all you guys is because um, this holiday season, as it approaches, like we just really want to support our local businesses um, and our small family businesses around, you know, go and, you know, spend your holidays, uh, you know, enjoying their products and getting their stuff out there, especially during this time of COVID. Um, so, you know, I want to shout out huge to uh, Cheese Louise in Woodstock, New York. So if any, when you guys come up, I'll bring you the Cheese Louise and we'll get a solid cheese board going. Um, I know, Berkey, you're a cheese guy, aren't you? Cheese. Cheese? <laughs> That's the madman saying cheese in the corner, so I know he's all about it. All about the cheese. What, <laughs> uh, what's next? <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, we are going to uh, cover up some news and notes. Breaking news. 
All right. So to start off with, for the COVID 2020, it has now hit Baltimore. They just played the Tennessee Titans, and we have confirmed that Dobbins and Ingram have COVID. Uh, so we need to be on the watch out for that. Probably most likely with the incubation period and the testing, they will not be able to play uh, this week. So we do need to be cognizant of that. Uh, Julio Jones with a slight hamstring injury, uh, being his age, we are, uh, you know, we, we need to be aware of that. And Julio could spend a little bit of time on the sidelines, especially after such a terrible, terrible performance um, this week. Um, and keeping going with the COVID list, uh, Adam Thielen also was added to the COVID reserve list. So uh, again, keep checking that, stay in touch with that. Um, Moving on, CMC is still considered week to week. He's probably not expected to play this upcoming week. Uh, Mike Davis is looking like one of those guys that, you know, you bought expecting four or five weeks uh, and you're getting an entire season out of. Um, Greg Olson and Bo Scarborough are added to the IR for the Seahawks. Um, they called up Snacks Harrison to bolster the D-line, so a little bit of injury going on there. Um, as we're supposed to see Chris Carson coming in, uh, healthy next week. Uh, moving to the Jets, Sam Darnold should practice Wednesday. Um, he said even if re-injured, it'll only be a two or three week injury. Um, so hopefully we can see Darnold get out there and get some participation. Um, I also did see Denzel Mims uh, go to the medical tent, but I'm not sure about any news on that. If any of you guys have any information on that, please feel free to fill in. Um, and then finally, uh, just since it is one of the biggest players at the position and a position that has no players, minus one or maybe one and a half, two, I'll give that to you for Waller. But uh, George Kittle uh, is, should be back in two weeks uh, as he is one of those effort guys that's going to put it all towards, um, uh, you know, rehabilitation and getting back on the field. Um, any of you guys have anything uh, in addition to any of these injuries or that I missed for the week? I just want to highlight the Julio, man. I think it's serious. I, I don't know. It's not good. It's hammy. I'm worried about Julio. Worried okay. about that. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead with that, Madman. Um, so worry level on Julio, um, from one to ten. If four, I, I, ten being, I'm really worried. Ten being, you're yeah. Ten being, you're 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 finding a replacement. Eight, because it's 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 playoff time. Playoffs are here. Like, I'm just worried about it. Hammies are no joke. Like, a re-aggravation, anything. Because I'm worried about, again, that team blows. And uh, and it's also not just Julio. It's Matt Ryan. Like, I think Ridley stays the same. We were talking about it last night. I think Ridley stays the same. I think uh, it definitely hurts the offense in whole. So that sucks for Gurley. And it sucks for Matt Ryan. And it is it is as history as history goes as far as Matt Ryan's performance without Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, you have to mention that. Um, you know, everyone's obviously seen the uh, statistics and the output of Matt Ryan when Julio Jones is not present on the field. Um, anyone else got anything they're concerned about with the injuries or the COVID listings uh, for the week? For I sure, to I got to say some something Go real ahead, quick. Uh, just as we were talking about last night's pod, uh, the night recap with Berkey and Sean, man, probably the best pod. I've listened to under fantasy affair last night, mad props to Berkey. He was calling out slants. He sounded like John Madden out there. He's running the slant touchdown. Boom. It was, it was on fire. And then Sean brings the character, the, uh, 
the performance enhancement accusations was funny as shit. Mad props for the uh, Sunday night recap. But uh, nothing regarding these injuries. So go ahead. Carry on. I love it. Skip the injuries. Screw the bad news. Let's get on to the good news. Uh, you know, we love uh, that. That has started. Um, and like Berkey announced in the beginning, you know, it's been a long time coming and it should have been much sooner. But, you know, please take a listen to the Sunday night uh, nightcap because <clears throat> what an inc- incredible job uh, Berkey and Madman did together um, recapping all the games. So um, if that's it for injuries, guys, we're going to move on to the uh, the meat. We're going to move on to the bachelor running back edition. Who's getting the rose and who's getting left behind? welcome in we are doing divisional running backs we are picking our guys this is the bachelor of the team in the division um we have chosen previous to the show uh what divisions we are going to be covering and i'm gonna go ahead and fire off right away i'm gonna go to burke Berkey. i'm gonna start you off with the afc north i want you to talk browns ravens Bengals, and steelers get at us all right, man. Well, this is a, it's pretty self-explanatory for most of these teams. We'll talk about the, the Browns. that get shoved on a rookie deal through 2022. You expect them to extend them. They don't have a ton of money. They just signed Kareem Hunt through 2023. Uh, they have an out after any year. Honestly, they will save a little bit of money towards the cap. You don't expect them to do that. Moving on to the Ravens. You got Dobbins and Justin Hill under contract. Edward signed for just 750K. He just wants to be part of a winning organization. He may do that again, but that's a Dobbins. Dobbins run field back there. The Bengals just paid Joe Mixon. They'll probably shut him out for health, but they gave him four year, 48 million. They don't really have an out. Okay. They paid him the money in the way they guaranteed it. Those are your running backs for the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. You're looking at Chubb Hunt, Dobbins, and Joe Mixon. And then you get down to the Steelers and things get a little bit sticky. Um, I was talking on the pod last night. James Conner is the guy in quotation marks. He's the slated starter. He got about half the rushing attempts. The rest were spread out. Word out of Pittsburgh, especially out of Mike Tomlin, is that he loves Benny Snell. He's kind of a grinder, smash-him-in-the-mouth kind of guy. That's Pittsburgh Steeler football in essence. Maybe not at the running back possession, but position, but we were just spoiled with Le'Veon Bell. And then Anthony McFarlane is still on his rookie deal. And they have a lot of people to pay. All right. So they've got Bud Dupree, Juju, Villanueva, James Conner, you know, Mike and Hilton and uh, the guard, Mike Feller. They, they got a lot of people on the O-line to pay. And uh, they don't have a ton of money, especially with the cap shrinking. They do have a couple of extra fourth-round picks, so I expect them to add somebody in the fourth. Uh, but this looks like a muddled backfield going into 2021. Uh, that's where things get weird, but the, the top three are pretty locked. If I had to call the Steelers starter in 2021, I would say it would be the starter is Benny Snell, kind of like James Conner, and they're going to hope Anthony McFarlane takes a big step forward. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously we've had all of that um that hype about Anthony McFarlane as such an electric player and then the love from Mike Tomlin coming out about Benny Snell being a smash nose kind of player uh, or a smash mouth kind of player um bringing and you were talking about cap space the Pittsburgh Steelers are 29th in the league with their 20 million dollars over the cap at the moment um so they have a lot of trimming to do they've got a lot of contract situation to work out and uh, I love the expression that you put on James Conner, like in quotation, the guy. Um, 
that's a yeah that's uh, just the, the way to say it essentially uh looking forward um anyone got anything to put in on any of these pittsburgh steelers running backs crickets i like it one last thing uh-huh. for james connor uh he was born um in the state <laughs> he wants to play for that state he was born one day he wants to play for the Steelers. I can see him taking a discount. I just don't think they have the money to pay him, and I don't know what kind of discount he can take. But if he could stick around, he's going to try to, and then you're looking at more of the same. I just think I think they're going to let him walk. Yeah. Seems like the situation that's brewing uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so let's move on. Uh, in the AFC, we're going to move on to the AFC West. Uh, we're calling you in, Brad. You've got the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. Yeah, so I think the Chiefs are pretty easy. I think CEH being on a rookie deal, he's got that. Lev Bell, Darrell Williams are out uh, after this year. They're unrestricted free agents. Damian Williams comes back. He's on contract. So I think the backfield looks a lot like what you're seeing right now with CEH. And then the the spelling that Le'Veon Bell's doing is going to be com- coming from Damian Williams instead. Uh, they are in the red big time next year, about 13 million. So they're not really going to be able to bring in anybody. So I think at CEH all day long uh, with more work than probably what he's getting now. Uh, moving on to the Raiders, same thing. Josh Jacobs on his rookie deal still. Uh, I expect him to manhandle that backfield similar to how he is now. They really don't have anybody under contract other than Jalen Richard. Uh, Devontae Booker and Theo Riddick are both gone next year, so they'll bring somebody in in free agency or in, through the draft just to fill out that depth chart, but nobody who's going to be challenging Josh Jacobs. Uh, moving on to the Denver, Denver Broncos, Melvin Gordon. I would love to see them move away from Melvin Gordon. I just don't think it's going to happen because of the amount of money that they owe him and the dead cap that they'd get from it. It's about six and a half million. I don't see him moving on from that, even though they should. So it's going to be Melvin Gordon vulturing those touchdowns again. Uh, and then Philip Lindsay kind of filling in here and there, which is a shame because the dude's dynamic and, and could have a lot to do. So uh, I, I don't really see that backfield changing at all next year either. And then the Chargers is really actually pretty easy. to. Uh, also, you expect Eckler to come back and just run the show. I expect him to explode onto the scene even more so than he was before with Justin Herbert because – and Sean and, and Eric talked about it last night – When he comes back, Justin Herbert is stretching the field. The dude is throwing the ball down the field. And I expect Austin Austin Eckler to eat, uh, you know, quite a bit with those underneath routes uh, and and maybe even eat into some uh, of uh, Keenan Allen's target share right now. So, Yeah, Austin Eckler is definitely a fantasy Avarian favorite, uh, starting with the madman all the way through. Um, So, awesome. Just to recap, your rose is given for your – um bachelors uh winning a ch uh obviously with damian williams being the um the secondary back josh jacobs for the raiders um unfortunately getting a rose just because melvin gordon for the broncos uh and then well deservedly so uh austin eckler getting his rose uh for the chargers so let's move on to the afc south uh, Madman, you've got the Colts, Titans, Texans, and Jags. Sure do. Sure do there, sonny boy. Give us let's your bathroom. So. Let's go on down south. Let's see where we go. Let's go. Let's take it easy first, and then we'll get to the, the nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, there's not much knit and grit, but there's Derrick Henry right off the bat. That's a four-year deal. Just got inked. 
So, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Freight Train is not going anywhere. Um, that nothing there to talk about. So let's move on to the Colts. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, it's obviously his job. Um, and we had signs of life last week. We, we had signs of life. The, the previous three weeks were about as embarrassing and ugly as a football player can look. And we were all and smart people have been buying him during this time. And because of, again, what we've, he was this bullet, he's bulletproof, man. He's fucking bulletproof guy. We just, everybody was on board with Taylor. It was hard not to like Taylor. And we got something. It wasn't like special, but there were some really good runs in there. Some really good runs. It was really cool when they came out and gave him the ball five times in a row. Just like here, like Berkey said it last night, like here, go take the job, man. Take the fucking job. Because all we've seen is indecisiveness. Like that's the best way I can describe it. He's just hesitant. He's just not hitting it. And maybe it's because the line, I mean, part of it is definitely because the line is just not creating the holes that it did for Marlon Mack last year. But at the same time, it's definitely part of him. You're encouraged by the pass catching. And um, the other thing, the other big factor in the Colts' backfield is Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines is a factor. Um, and it also is going to depend on how much Phillips still around, um, too, with working that short passing game. Because that's another key for Taylor, too, is – if Jacoby Brissett or somebody else comes in, those passes are, are going to go away too. I think he's been having some nice work in the passing game. So Naheem Hines is there for another year and we'll see how that goes, but he's, he's there next year. And so he's going to be stealing some of those passes and he's uncoverable, man. That guy is good at football. And so he deserves to be on the field. So he's definitely going to be there, but that doesn't really matter to me because you see it all around. We get too worked up on, uh, on the fact that he's sharing the ball. It's all about how good the offense is and how good he's rolling. Cause all, not all carries we know are created equally. That's a whole nother story for another day. So then who we got next? Uh, we got the Texans. Texans and Jags. We got the Texans. We got DJ who's on contract next year. And it's like, I don't, DJ has looked okay this year. He hasn't looked awful. He looks a little bit better than what I saw last year. And he's on contract for another year. I know they traded away so much that I don't think they have shit for draft capital again next year. Um, so you have to think that free agency, maybe it depends. I think a lot of it depends on how this year finishes and how he looks. And but I feel like they're stuck with them. That's a good contract to look up for you guys. I, I that's that's one I should have uh, looked up to see how much they got to pay next year in the dead cap. That's one of my weaknesses. I should have put that in there. But you got uh either someone else coming in or DJ. I don't want to give DJ a rose. Like, I don't want to give him a rose. So the, the rose is to somebody who's not there yet. I think maybe, maybe through free agency or something else. Maybe by, maybe by default, he's just there. I don't know, but I don't want to give him a rose. And then that leads us to the, uh, the bell of the ball, my friends. The bell of the I mean ball. Mr. Jamestown. There is, it, it's tough right now. It, it is tough. On a lot of people, and this has been the question of the year, I feel like, in fantasy, is what do you do with Jamestown? you got a top five RB in fantasy. You've gotten just an amazing, amazing performance fantasy-wise, just strictly fantasy-wise, out of that player. And it's not only that, but I love the player, Jamestown. When I watch Jamestown, every time I've seen him play, I've just been impressed by what I've seen on the football field. And never mind how he got the job. Maybe, just maybe a little conspiracy theory. They saw what they had in training camp in Jamestown. They're like, holy shit, let's give this guy a ball. 
And like, you don't uh, fucking Armstead got COVID like 18 months ago. I don't know how long ago it was. Like he just disappeared. It's because Jamestown went in there and took the fucking job. Jamestown is a beast. When I he's got the some of the best characteristics of a RB when it comes to how he moves. It's so it's the op, It's what I want to see Taylor do. It's the way I want to see Taylor run. It's what I'm seeing from James Robinson. Decisive, the subtle movements and a fucking bowling ball. He reminds me a little bit of MJD. He's got a little bit of Zeke in him. He's got a little bit of Jacobs in him, man. He's, he's his own guy. Does it all. And so what I'm going to urge you to do at Jamestown is I, it takes courage to date a guy like Jamestown. It takes courage because you got the Jacksonville Jaguars are a fucking mess. Shad Khan fucking Mr. Whiskers. Unbelievable. I've met that fucking guy. I met him. And uh, he's a splendid gentleman. He, you know how he got his money? He's an engineer, and he invented the modern bumper. He invented the bump, a great uh, – he engineered some part on a bumper, and that's how he made billions. Hey, King. Um, what? Real quick, we've been talking about James Robinson a lot this week, and uh, I really expected you to kind of bring that up, but all I'm hearing is a bulldog bark and a puppy dog ass. So maybe <laughs> – uh, Maybe you can address the situation. I've heard him being compared to Peyton Barber. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> you're just you just throwing fucking uh, gas on a fire, huh? <laughs> so to, preface, to preface that, hey, I wanted to actually say this before air, Mister Mister Bradley Stickler, is I lost my job that day, <laughs> and I wanted to take it out on somebody. <laughs> it is a true story. I, I started as a mover, and a customer gave me a bad review. It's a whole fucking shitty story. I don't want to share with anybody because um, it's just unfair. Uh, so I lost my job that morning, but you said Peyton Barber, come on. That's insane. It just it drives me nuts. Just the way I, what I've seen on that fucking field is a badass, and, uh, who can, who, who's got every right to be on that field. And I don't think he's going anywhere now. Like it's like, I was about to get to, I totally get the point and I'm not ignoring the fact that I was trying to get to that before madly rudely tried to pick a fight with us is the fact that, um, it takes courage, man, to, to stand out there with Jamestown because he's an undrafted guy and the Jaguars are a shit show and you have no idea what they're fucking up to. And it could, but that's part of what makes him so amazing to me is he's in one of the shittiest situations you can have. And if that, if Minshew's back, he's an, like, I hate, I hate what he's doing right now because he's not getting the passing work and they're just feeding him too much. It feels like the offense is just garbage, but he's still putting up numbers and he's still, He's proving that he is a workhorse in in in, in the same way too right now. Um, yeah, I can't I can't agree more on Jamestown Robinson and obviously you know Madman you have like carried the torch on on Jamestown and coining that and you know <clears throat> talking with Garrett Price a little bit earlier um, on the table for two like you know he was talking with Rich Dotson about you know these upcoming running backs who are doing things like Miles Gaskin and then, you know, Rich threw to the side, Jameson Robinson and, and Garrett was one on the side, like, no, 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 no. I think we really have something here. And, um, you know, it's not a, it's definitely not a, um, a universal thought that Jamestown Robinson is the man, especially amongst us at the fantasy affairs. Uh, you know, our group has a little bit of a uh, little bit of back and forth with this, but, um, I'm amongst one of the Jamestown Robinson believers and, um, you know, I do agree. He's one of those workhorse guys. He's, he's a little bit of bowling ball. He can catch passes. He can run. Um, it's pretty incredible what he's been able to do. 
and uh, definitely root for him. So um, without, without arguing too much about our boy Jamestown, um, we're going to move on to the AFC East. Uh, I'm going to close it out here just because I am the hometown Jets fan. I'm going to save them for the last, uh, but I'm going to start out with the Bills uh, because Bills, this is truly to me like a split in the worst of ways for fantasy. Like it's great for football as we've seen for the Bills is leading division, but uh, you know, the majority shareholder in, in Devin Singletary is getting the work, but really no red zone presence. Then you've got Zach Moss, who's getting a little bit of work. Uh, and when he is shown to get work, he's done, he's been extremely efficient. I think it was 4.9 yards per carry when he got 13 touches. Um, and, but he doesn't get enough opportunity to make him viable. So essentially you've, and, and then when the red zone work goes to Josh Allen, you've got two guys that you can start as RB threes in that tier Um that are, and you know, Devin Singletary probably a little bit more in the RB2 back end RB2 territory just because of his uh, his floor and the 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 mess that is the RB position in fantasy football this year. Um, but I, I, you know, I can't, there's no workhorse for me. The the rose is going to go to Josh Allen. Uh, I'm not going to give it to Devin Singletary or or you know, Zach Moss, because Josh Allen is the one who's going to control those red zone rushes. He's going to determine whether he's going to put the ball in the end zone with his feet, or he's going to hand it off to Zach Moss. We certainly know it's not going to be Devin Singletary, so I can't give him the rose there. Uh, he's, he is seeming out to be a Frank Gore uh, junior. And then Zach Moss, you know, the, both of these guys, are rookies on rookie contracts and and are essentially Zach Moss is a little bit more expensive than Devin Singletary, but they are nothing against the cap. They have very, very uh, team friendly salaries. And, uh, you know, so I'm not going to give the rose to anyone but Josh Allen and he deserves it, um, especially with his running prowess. But um, with that talk of the, um, the contracts with the Buffalo Bills, I wanted to mention this fun fact about the AFC East. None of the running backs that I'm going to talk about, including the Bills, uh, with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, none of these running backs are owed more than $4.5 million. And none of them account for over a million dollars in dead cap space for any year. So just think about that. In this entire division, not one running back, not named Sony Michelle. So Sony Michelle is actually the breadwinner of the division. He's owed a total of $9.8 million because he was drafted in the first round. Uh, and in total, but accounting only for 4.5 million in dead cap next year for at least. Um, but I'm not even talking about Sonny Michelle. So I'm going to move on from the Bills to the Dolphins. Um, so I really hate to absolutely love this situation in Miami because I'm a Jets fan. But with that being said, Brian Flores has done such an extraordinary job with this team um, with curating talent. Um, he's interested in one thing, and that's winning. Um, and you know, he cut Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard was paid to come there and he cut him. You're not useful to us. Get out of here. We don't need you. And now he's back in Philadelphia just to make even more of a headache for all Miles Sanders owners and everyone in Philadelphia. Uh, but you know, like first up, Brian Flores was, is working with Miles Gaskin. I'm going to call it Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin. I'm sure he's already been coined that, but Miles Gaskin to me is a starting running back for this team headed into 2021. He's getting my rose. He's the bachelor. 
he's going to get on moving to the next course because this guy has been a do-it-all three down back. Uh, he catches no less than three patches, three, three catches in a single game, uh, seven rushing attempts in a single game. Seven rushing attempts was his absolute low, and he has been averaging 12 carries a game. He's been averaging 12 a game, and he's been averaging six pass attempts a game. That is workhorse stuff. And, you know, uh, Savan Ahmed has been a fantastic supplement, which I believe that Brian Flores has seen. He's going to bring back what I mean, easily bring back as a compliment to Miles Gaskin. But Miles Gaskin has been crushing it when he's been on the field. He has reminded me much of the Jamestown Robinson we're talking about as a do it all kind of dual threat workhorse kind of guy. So I love what Brian Flores is doing. I friggin' hate it as a Jets fan, but it is what it is. And I do enjoy seeing that talent kind of rise, especially from guys like Miles Gaskin and Savannah Ackman. Um, next up, I have the New England Patriots. Um, you know what? Damian Harris has friggin' arrived. Uh, three 100 yard plus performances and eight weeks of football. He's being fed a little bit here in New England, which is so strange, but. I think there's maybe a little bit of change of the strategy from Bill Belichick. I mean, when I say that, I don't really fully believe myself because it's friggin' Bill Belichick, but I do think that he's seeing that without Tom Brady and without being able to adjust to schemes, he has to win games in, in conventional ways. And Damian Harris is a, a workhorse running back between the tackles kind of guy, um, great pass blocker. Um, and you know, we did see though, after that Harris touchdown this week, he disappeared. So I, it's, it's the Patriots is Bill Belichick. I hate the sticky situation, but I'm giving the rose to Damian Harris here. He's arrived. Um, and I love the performances he's been putting forward. Um, and then finally to get to my team, the jets, uh, this is going to be the most interesting one because I'm going to give the rose to no one. The rose is going to be the Rose is going to go to next year's running back. And I believe in the whole conspiracy theory of the Jets taking on the Clemson Tigers because Trevor Lawrence is available at the one-on-one. That would seem to be convinced to be uh, come on as a head coach. The Jets own two first-round picks and essentially the 201, where I believe they will finish at last place. So – Travis ATN at the 201 makes a ton of sense. If we can put a trifecta in there with Dabo Swinney, Trevor Lawrence, Travis ATN, and maybe a little bit more offensive line help with that second pick in the first round, I'm giving my rose to tra- uh, Travis ATN of Clemson Tigers right now, even though he's not on the roster. But that's just how much I believe the Jets don't believe in anything they have on their current roster right now. Um that's as much no. as I want to talk about the Jets. Berkey, I heard you kind yeah, of – Yeah, I want to talk about the Jets. But when you start talking, I think of the Muppets movie where you got uh, uh, Kermit the Frog sitting in the swamp playing his guitars, talking about singing over the rainbow, because that's not happening, man. <laughs> if you think Dabo Sweeney is going to leave his cushy job where he gets NFL money to go to the Jets, I mean, there's – you're a puppet. That's insane. Uh, they're going to put in bids for Eric Benamy, the Kansas City Chiefs coordinator. They're not going to get him. They're going to try for Todd Bowl, uh, Bowles, Tampa Bay's defense coordinator. They're not going to get him. We're not they're taking gonna, Todd Bowles back. There's gonna no try. possible they're gonna way up, we're coming for Todd Bowles up, back. 
they're going to end up with uh, Byron Leftwich as their uh, head coach. They're, they're going to take they're going to take uh, Trevor, and they're not going to give him any help. I mean, it's, so it's, it's insane be, to me. I love Darnold it though. All over again, yeah, and I you know, it. just just entering in from live comments, we've got like a Jim Harbaugh thrown in there. I just think that's such a terrible decision. I don't even, you know what? That this is not the time. We're, we're running backs, uh, Bachelor, because I could go on about the – like, this is my favorite part about being a Jets fan is the thought of what if and what is coming, what's happening next year. What's – you know, so I'm over it. Let's move on to the NFC. Uh, we need to get going on these running backs. So uh, NFC North, we're going to go right – or no, no, no. Actually, you know what? NFC East. I want to get Maddie Daddy on the line here because I know Maddie's itching. Maddie Daddy, NFC East, we're talking Eagles, Giants – Washington football team, and of course, uh, the your Dallas Cowboys. Yeehaw! Howdy, y'all. Talking about my Cowboys, baby. Uh, nothing sexier than Ezekiel Elliott. Bounce back game, just just a stud. Uh, when I did my research, I was highly. This could be wrong, but we're actually okay in salary cap before we signed Dak. Of course, that could change, but I also think with Dak, that improves Ezekiel Elliott's value. So right off the bat, I'm going to – no spoilers. I'm giving my rose to Zeke. He's my boy. He has shown to me that he is an RB1 no matter what. I don't see him leaving. 2027 is his contract expiration date. They could cut him before then, but to me, he's getting the rose. Uh Another one I want to talk about, Antonio Gibson. McLaurin and me had a good debate about him a couple weeks ago. We were, uh, I think it was Luke we were talking to on table for two, and we were, and uh, McLaurin really challenged me on Antonio Gibson Swift. He told me, like, what, what am I seeing? And mine was, you know, Gibson's experience. But Gibson has outperformed Swift so far this year. I think he's got eight touchdowns, and he didn't even play RB in college. To me, Gibson is those sweet yum-yums you just want to look forward to next year. This is too big of a pie in Washington to not want more. Once he gets that pass work down, he's going to be a stud. They're okay salary cap-wise. Here's the two that shouldn't worry me because this division's easy. Saquon Barkley, um, not sure what the Giants are doing. Their salary cap – isn't great, but I trust that they're going to run the ball as bad as Daniel Jones is playing. Saquon's, to me, the freak, you know, freak of leak. He's the best. I have no doubt in my mind that he's an RB1. I'd be buying him everywhere if I could. And then, of course, the Eagles. That's the scary part. They are in salary cap hell next year. Um, I'm just not trusting that offensive line. I'm not trusting Wentz right now. Sanders is a great player. But to me, he stays banged up. I don't know if they have – if he's a full-time back. To me, he's Joe Mixon of the NFC East. He's an RB2 with RB1 upside, but that's not good enough for me. To me, I'm kicking Miles out the door, giving my rose to Zeke. That's all I got to say about this division, Brian. But so, uh, it's right. a little tricky. I want to bring, bring this up. I know Miles Sanders gets nicked. I mean, so I – and I, I know I stand in a, in a small boat but I'm one of the belief that Saquon Barkley has earned the tag of injury prone more than Miles oh. Sanders. And it runs much more than just saying injury prone. I feel that I've said this before, Saquon 
runs out of his body ability, just like Bo Jackson. He does things that his body can't support, hence his major injuries because of his spin moves, because of his jumps, because of his agility, because of all the things that he can do. It's just, it's not, so for me, like I'm not disagreeing with the Miles Sanders tag and especially with the Eagles cap help, but are you, you're, you've claimed Saquon as RD1. Do you, are you not worried about this serious injury? Not at all. I'm, uh, I'm going off of what I've seen so far and Saquon's finished an RB1 in 2018 and 2019. Obviously this year was cut short, but I feel like with, as long as Jason Garrett's there, as long as they're playing the Patriot way, they're going to want to establish the run. You've seen how uh, good Gallman's done this year. To me, that offense just seems more tailor-made for him than I don't even know what's going on with the Eagles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my biggest, like I said, my biggest fear. Gibson's so juicy. He's so he's so raw. And, Brian, sometimes I just like it raw, baby. <laughs> so, baby, I like it raw. Oh, but, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> yeehawing. And shoot my guns because Zeke's <laughs> getting my rose. End of story. This division's a wrap, dude. They're all studs. To me, I would be trying to get Gibson right now, though. I feel like this is the calm before the storm. I know he's maybe outproduced for his rookie year, but I think the best is yet to come. You know, I think the cream rises. Yeah, you heard it. The cream is Antonio Gibson. So go out and get it via Maddie Daddy. Uh, let's move on to the NFC South. Madman, let's talk Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks. Oh, right. Let's do that, shall we? Let's uh, – where should we start? Let's start with the easy one, CMC. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else but CMC. Okay? Let's move on. Uh, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> See, Alvin Kamara is uh, – Interesting now, it, there was there was going to be nothing to talk about. Like, there was going to be nothing to talk about if Drew Brees is healthy. But now there's something to talk about. And that is, I didn't really know how to take it last night. It took me a day. And I kind of blamed it again on the, on the play calling and that they're, they're going to mix in the run more. And it was, just, again, just to show off Taysom's arm a little bit. But uh, zero catches? Holy shit, he's never done that. He's never done that. And that is terrifying. So he's just he's um, just completing his on pace for 88 receptions, you know, because he was on pace for like 110. But once Taysom comes in, uh, so, uh, you know, where our statistician on board is saying that he's on pace now for 81. No, but, he's had 81 every year. I love that, Brian, though. He just had 81, 81, excuse me. He's just equaling out the pace because he was on pace for, I believe, like 110. So he's just dropping back to his mean of 81. So, But uh, one game, one game. It's always important to remind yourself of that. So it's one game. Um, and you just got a goddamn police officer just drove by. Shit, we're going down tonight, boys. All right, I'm <laughs> sorry. Got a little distracted. Alvin Kamara, I'm worried, and you just got to see the next game. You just got to you gotta cross your fingers and uh, watch the next game and hope it's not zero fucking targets. Uh, I mean, he had a couple targets, but he didn't have a goddamn catch. It's nuts. And uh, we all know the propensity of running quarterbacks to not throw to the running backs. You saw it with P.J. Walker even this week when guys can move their feet. They're not going to dump it off to a guy next to him like, no, I got this shit, man. I got this block for me. Throw out a block for me. I'm going. And uh, you got to worry. So let's move on. 
besides that, who we got next? Ooh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is an interesting one. Because you got two of these assholes that just, uh, you don't know, you want them. Because they're playing with Tommy Boy. They're playing right now. They're playing with the greatest goddamn, they're playing with God. They're out there playing with God. So you want to have God's running back. I mean, you want God's running back. But you don't know. Like, it's hard to trust God's running back for some reason in this situation. Because I think Fournette, I think, first off, let's just talk about each player. Rojo, and in the contract, too, Rojo's there next year. Fournette's a free agent. Rojo is a good running back. Like, he's not great. He has moments of greatness. He's very inconsistent is the, the best word to sum up Ronald Jones for me. He looks phenomenal on some plays, just running fucking people over, running hard, hitting that hole. He's got some subtle movements and is, is off. But then he looks like trash at times, and he's just not a good pass catcher. He's okay. He's gotten a little bit better. He's gotten a little bit better. He's, he's definitely better than last year. But Leonard Fournette, to me, fits the offense way better. And, but they still want to feed Rojo and they're both going to, and, and Rojo's there next year. So to me, you got nobody you're really in love with, but yet at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't want to give you a rose, but maybe, and kind of feeling you get with these guys. Cause they could also too, depending on how this is going to play itself out. This is how I feel about it too. It's going to play itself out down the stretch here, which guy steps up down the stretch and into the playoffs Fournette might get a contract out of it. And Rojo could, if he fucking can find some consistency, could earn himself the role next year. But if both of them fuck up, if both of them fuck up, hold on, I'm, I'm doing a pod right now. <laughs> My neighbor just giving me a package. Um, so Ronald Jones <laughs> can't make this shit up. Ronald Jones is, uh, is uh, I was talking about Fournette, wasn't I? Who the fuck was I talking about? God, I got to stop. Ronald Jones is locked in until next year. Fournette might get himself a contract. Okay, down the stretch. There you go. I'm back on it. Okay. There down the go. stretch, someone might earn themselves the job next year, or they might not, and they might look to, because they got Brady. I think Brady's playing another year no matter what, because you can't keep that guy off the football field. And uh, you're going to want that. You're going to want that running back next year. If both of these guys can't step up, and make some plays and stop dropping passes like they are tonight, then it's going to be somebody else next year. We'll see, because Tommy ain't going to stand for it, man. Tommy won't stand for it. And uh, that's that's the Buccaneers for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm having heartbreak right now because Tommy needs to pull his head out of his ass, losing to the Rams. So, Todd Gurley. <laughs> Todd Gurley. The bond. <laughs> Let's move on and finish off with Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley is not elusive anymore he still runs hard he's still a big boy and he's still that's why he's got so many touchdowns is he's good in that range man he's proven to be a a great well above average goal line running back he's just lost it feels like that elusiveness and that ability to like run routes i feel like he can run some routes but i don't think he could run routes like he used to i don't think he's got that cutting ability like he used to so i'm i'm not giving anything to Gurley. i we've We've seen the decline. He's had moments this year where he's looked good because he still can run fairly fast and pretty damn hard and still make some subtle movement cuts and and uh, fall forward. But you can't like what you're – you can't love what you're seeing out of Todd Gurley. So I don't I don't know what they're doing next year. It's just, I don't know if they – I don't think they give – I don't think they bring Mr. Gurley back. I think they find something else. I um, think Gurley hits the open market and uh, – yeah, that's that's the NFC South for you. How do you, how do you, how do you feel about that shit? 
Yeah, I mean, man, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of things from the Falcons that they really like Brian Hill. Like in the organization, they think he could be the guy. You see him taking some snaps. He definitely gets his run. Like he'll get an entire drive to start the third or or midway through the second. Do you think he could be the guy? You think they draft a guy? Do you think they go free agent? What's your gauge on the Falcons? I actually don't feel that the Falcons will, you know, Brian Hill will be there, but I think they kind of take an ancillary guy in like the fourth or fifth round, um, someone that falls that they have high prospects on, um, you know, just to kind of see what they've got because Todd Gurley, just like uh, Madman was saying, he's not like impressive. He's a great goal line back. And if he will, if he's willing to uh, figure out a contract, that's team friendly, then he'll probably keep him around. But I believe that they'll kind of add a little piece. They'll keep Brian Hill around because they, uh, just like you said, Burke, they do like him in the organization. Um, but I believe they will add someone um, in a little bit of the later rounds to see what's going on. Um, so let's move on. Actually, Berkey, while you're speaking up, let's go on to the NFC North for you. Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. All right. Well, we're going to go quick with Delvin Cook. Five years, 63 million. He's there until 2023 at least. He gets the rose. All right, we'll go to the Lions. You got Swift and Carrion, and hopefully, for F sakes, a new head coach. Swift gets the rose there. Carrion's on a rookie deal, so they're going to let Peterson walk unless he's willing to come back for the veteran minimum. Uh, go down to the Bears for whatever reason they signed Tariq Cohen, so he's locked in for three years. Uh, so he gets there through 2022. Monty's still on his rookie deal. I think they give him another shot. They really like him. They don't think it's his fault. Perhaps it is. Perhaps it isn't. The bottom line is. They're going to need to invest in the quarterback position, whether that's through the draft or whether that's through free agency. And if you know Nagy, he's probably going to try both. So that's going to muddle up. So it's going to be Monty and Cohen and the Bears. And then we get into the fun spot, man. We start talking about the Packers. Uh, The Packers are in a rough spot. They don't have an actual owner. They're owned by the city of Green Bay. That's why you see them doing dumb things in the draft where they draft a quarterback and a running back when they need a wide receiver and and some defensive help is because they don't have a Jerry Jones sitting on his boat on his yacht, just pulling the trigger and CD Lamb, even though he's loaded, like they don't have an owner calling the shots. So floors there. Uh, that's why they drafted Dylan. He's under, he's the only one under contract. Jamal Williams is going to have to go because he, even though they like him a lot, he's going to want to get that second running back money. That's going to be somewhere between four and $6 million. And if you look at what Melvin Gordon took, they might try and trade for Gordon before they pay for him. And Aaron Jones, they simply can't pay. Their center, they have a lot of people that they need to pay. And because of the drop in revenue and because of the city of Green Bay, it's not like Los Angeles or something, they're going to be about $24 million under. And even if they cut just about everybody that could be a cap casualty, they're still going to be sitting with just like 3 or $4 million. And no matter how – I mean, we watched the Chiefs do it where they just pay people – with fake monopoly money and they figure it out next year because they're going to win Super Bowls and sell jerseys. Green Bay's going to have a tough time doing that. The biggest thing they got to do is re-sign their center. He's pro football focuses top rate center. That's Corey Lindsley, uh, because you don't want to break up that battery and Rogers is the man. So I think Dylan is a great buy at the beginning of the off season or sell at the beginning of the off season and then buy back after free agency, because I think that's, where they're going to have to make some magic. If you know the Packers, they're not going to draft what they need. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to draft a running back. So, I mean, God forbid they they pull their head out of wherever it is. But when you look at the free agents that are available, you're looking at, uh, let's see, Gurley might take a one-year deal. Devontae Freeman is begging for more money. 
Fournette wants to play for a title or get a bunch of money. Chris Carson's probably staying where he is. Kenyon Drake wants a lot of money. So you're looking at Mac. I think he's going to want a two or three year deal. Maybe Marlon Mack goes there, uh, but he doesn't compliment um, the guy they already got there in Dylan. You're looking at James Conner. I guess maybe he takes a hit there. And you're looking at Philip Lindsay. And I think this is where Philip Lindsay lands. Uh, I think he's an all purpose back. They just don't use him like that. And the Packers are dumb. So they'll draft somebody in the fourth round. They have two extra fourth round picks off compensatory picks. So they'll draft somebody that drops there, you know, somebody quick, like the guy out of Maryland or one of the kids out of Memphis. They're always spitting somebody out, somebody with that punt return ability. If you watch the last game they had, they need a return. Uh, Irving is down. So they, they fumbled like two or three offs. So they'll yeah, get somebody I, in the fourth, and then I think they signed Philip Lindsay, man. But the Packers is the fun one. That's where the Rose doesn't have anywhere to go because it sure as hell isn't going to A.J. Dillon. Right. I, I, you know, and I was just going to mention that, you know, like I know you mentioned the sell and then the buy after free agency, but, you know, uh, uh, you know me, uh, A.J. Dillon is never a buy. He's only a buy if you intend on selling. Do not ever worry about A.J. Dillon being a, a bad sell. Uh, get what you can for AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, the, just like uh, Berkey said, the Packers are a little bit of a mess, and it's going to be a fun situation. I love the idea of Philip Lindsay landing there, just because um, that's something that the Packers will do. They won't draft a position of need. So, um, I want to finish this out. Uh, we have got the NFC North. Uh, Madman, you've got the Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers. Nope, just did that. Just did that. We got the. Uh... That's Brad, yeah, Brad, not Madman. Brad. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was Brad. Sorry, Madman. Uh, Brad, yeah, that was you. I apologize. Um, so you are in with us uh, with the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Niners. Yeah, so the Seahawks, I, I, I would like to agree with Berkey around Carson staying. I just don't know if they're going to have the cap space to pay him. Um, so I, I think Penny and DJ Dallas with – uh, a later draft pick that they're going to try to develop is, is most likely what's going to happen next year. Uh, so as much as I don't like Love it, that for Dallas. Love yeah, that for DJ Dallas. Yeah, so as much as I may not necessarily like it, I'm going to say DJ Dallas is probably getting the rose for me yeah! uh, in that regard. I'm telling you right now, I would love – me personally, I'd love to see Leonard Fournette there. Uh, again, I just don't think they're going to have the money to pay somebody, so I think they're going to end up drafting someone. Uh, then I'll move to the LA Rams. I'm a Cam Akers truther. I think him and Darrell Henderson are going to own that backfield next year. Uh, I wonder if they're going to bring Malcolm Brown back as much as they enjoy him and trust him on third down and trust him in the red zone. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be willing to pay him. They, they did it this year. They matched an offer by, I think it was Detroit. I just don't see that happening again, and they don't get the opportunity to to match anything. So if he sign, if he gets another contract and takes it, then uh, then he's gone. So uh, Cam Akers is getting my rose for the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake's, I, I think, burnt his bridge in Arizona. I don't believe Edmonds is an every down back. Eno and Ward are on their rookie deals. They're a little bit more of that scat back type individual. Uh, they have a ton of cap space, and I want to see them sign Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, Berkey kind of mentioned it. He doesn't see Green Bay spending the money, uh, having the opportunity to be able to keep Aaron Jones. I, this landing spot to me is perfect for his skill set. 
he's going to be able to do what they want to do. Uh, and I see Maddie shaking his head. So, so oh, that's amazing. I could not. <laughs> the Aaron <laughs> Jones truther himself, Maddie. Daddy, how do you feel about it? <laughs> that's sexy. That's yum yum. Yeah, I, I mean, they have a ton of cap space, so they're going to be able to pay whoever they want. I think that's the piece they need to really be able to make that championship run with the the crew they've got. So I think Aaron Jones is getting the rose for me for the Cardinals. Uh, and then the 49ers, Raheem Mostert's there until 2022. I think they cut ties with uh, Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. They're unrestricted free agents. They're not going to bring those guys back. Uh, they, they seem to like Jeff Wilson when he gets opportunity as odd as that is, uh, they're still going to have him and Jamichael hasty. So I think those guys are still going to be there, but I'd really like, uh, and I, I think they're going to bring in somebody that can help kind of their passing down work. James white being an unrestricted free agent, I think would be killer for that offense in a pass catching role. Uh, and then they let Raheem Mostert and his speed burn on the, the early downs. Yeah, that's a great poll. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert, we obviously know how fast he is on the ground and what he can do. And then just getting a pass catching back um, in like James White or someone like Ken and Drake, who might has burned his bridge, like you said, in uh, Arizona might be a great fit. Um, awesome. Great coverage, guys. Pardon me, Sean. Can I jump in here? Come I on in. Say, I want to say that, uh, Berkey, you broke my heart because. And this is this. I feel like Maddie feels the same way I did through this whole process for the last 10 minutes. Berkey just broke my heart in half because I love Aaron Jones. Maddie's the truest Aaron Jones uh, truther out there. Just stood by him the whole way through. And I, he's, he's, I feel like Maddie brought me out of the bandwagon. I always, I always wanted to be on there. He broke my heart. I'm like, I want to see him back there. And then, and then here comes Brad just lifting my spirits. Saying here, it's part of the you'll be fine. And it's like, oh, okay, that works. Sometimes you need that. Like, that's yeah, what Brad's to. here for. He's, you know, <laughs> he's here to lift us up and just show us the way. Sometimes, you know, you get over those Peyton Barber comments, and then he swings for the fences <laughs> with the <laughs> Cardinals. Peyton Barber, Peyton gonna... Barber is available. Peyton Barber could go. Oh, Arizona guy. Berkey, stop. He's cheap, baby. Oh, he's not allowed. He's no. It is. <laughs> the, uh, the Packers are the fun one. Aaron Jones is a buy as soon as the season <laughs> ends because his contract is up and they don't know a landing spot, right? And the reason Dylan is a sell and then a buy, you could sell him before free agency and if you are a truther you can buy him back for the same guy say you sell him for a second wait for him to sign somebody you can buy him back for a third dynasty is all about upgrading for free getting those free trades that's why i said sell dylan and then buy him back because if you do believe in the talent and that the cream will rise to the crop i'm not here to poop on that i'm just bringing a little reality that he's almost certainly not the guy probably a two down back kind of guy but he's not a three down back but aaron jones in arizona man Woo. That's sexy. Oh, man. You know, just to see that offense click even more uh, with an Aaron Jones type. Uh, so check this out. That was uh, that was fan, uh, such a great uh, running back bachelor segment right there uh, that, you know, guys, breaking down every division, uh, it's so tough to do, especially analyzing cap space and everything that we've got. Um, especially with truthers on the line, as such as uh, Maddie Daddy with Aaron Jones uh, calling it out. We would love to see him in a Cardinals uniform. Um, so that's it for our uh, Bachelor running back edition. But, um, you know, so to end the show, we uh, have started something new once Brad joined. We're going to do our uh, fire picks 
for next week. And what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to read out the games for next week, uh, the team versus team, and I'm going to list it out, and you guys tell me the winner straight up, no lines, no anything, who's going to win the game. So everyone have mics on, be ready. Uh, first up, we have Lions over Texans. I'm going to start with you, Brad. Lions. Maddie. Texans. Berkey. Dude, Brad, I'm going to buy you a beer, buddy. Let's go. Yeah. If, the Lions, if the Lions win this game and I fall asleep at halftime, I'll never forgive myself. But I do not pick another team other than the Detroit Lions. They Let's got go shellacked. There's no way they're not coming out with a fire. I just don't see Madman, Lions, Texans. Watsons. The Deshaun Watsons. <laughs> and you know yeah, what? Let's fair. go ahead and welcome in our boy, uh, Jacques Cousteau, McLovin, McLaurin. Uh, who you got? Uh, Lions over Texans. Texans over Lions. Yeah, Texans. Pretty easy. Texans. The are you are you along with the Texans? Deshaun Watsons. I don't think they're good, but I think they're better than the Lions. So. <laughs> Doesn't matter on Thanksgiving, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't. They don't pay people in Detroit. So that, that turkey leg at, at the end of the game. That's like that's like worth hundred grand, right there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to keep uh, Jacques Cousteau on and we're going to keep rolling. So next we have up uh, Washington football team, Dallas, uh, Maddie, daddy. Cowboys, baby. Brad. Washington football team. Madman. Them boys. Them boys. Burks. I'm going Washington again. I don't think that Andy Dalton can show up on anything that defense is legit. Let's go, Alex. Washington. They've already done this uh, this once earlier on, so I'm going with Washington football team. My boys. I will, I will take the Washington football team myself. Uh, moving on, I take the Steelers will be undefeated again uh, then next week against the Ravens. Uh, what say you, Brad? Steelers. Maddie. Steelers. Jacques. Steelers. Sean. Give me – Give me the I'll go go I'm like thinking the upset. It's a divisional game. Steelers are due. They're due for some bad luck. Lamar's due for some good luck. So I'll take the Ravens. Berkey. Dude, I was one hundred percent Ravens, but with uh Ingram and Dobbins out and Edwards the only healthy running, but him and Justice Hill. I mean, Man. preparing for Lamar on a short week is just a joke, but I think I gotta go Steelers. Steelers taken. Uh, I've got the uh, Cardinals over the Pats. What say you, Burke? Cardinals. Madman. Well, they playing Cardinals. Who? Pat. Pats. Patriots. Oh, the Patriots suck. Cardinals. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Cardinals. Maddie. Cardinals, baby. <clears throat> Jacques. Cardinals. All right, moving on. We got the Vikings keeping up the momentum and beat the Panthers for me. What say you, Brad? Panthers. Jacques? Mm, Panthers. Maddie? Vikings. Mm. Madman? The Vikings. Vikings. Burkles? Yeah, Vikings. I do want to say one thing. Getting those little highlights of the game that's going on is driving me crazy, Andrew. Cut it out, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, Goblin, what? 
Okay. Uh, we, guys, uh, our fantasy affairians, uh, we take our time out of the Monday night game to do these pods for you. So uh, make sure you're checking us out, www.fffair.com. Uh, we are posting articles as games go on. So uh, let's move forward. Uh, let's go uh, Jags, Browns, Brad. Go Browns. Yeah, Browns. Berkey, Browns as well. Yeah. I thought Berkey was I thought Brad was Berkey, so Madman. Sean. The Browns. Come on, Browns. Browns. Jaguars aren't winning. The Jaguars aren't trying. They're literally not trying. They're not Maddie. trying. We'll have Minshew Mania running wild, brother. <laughs> I'm going Jaguars. I'm pumped. Zakusto. <laughs> oh. I would love to pick the Jags just to watch Brad's face get red, but uh <laughs> Got to go Browns. I, I do know where you live. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, I take the Giants making an even bigger mess of the NFC East, taking out the uh, the Ryan Finley-led Bengals. Uh, does anyone disagree with that? No, sir. Nope. Everyone's pretty stacked on that. Uh, next up, we've got Justin Herbert versus Josh Allen. Chargers, Bills. I got Chargers out arms Josh Allen for this first NFL win streak coming up. Uh, what say you, Brad? Bills, the Chargers defense is just bad. Jacques? I think I got to go with the Bills. Uh, I love Herbert, but I just don't see him pulling it off. Maddie? Bills Mafia, baby. Berkey. Chargers. Madman. Finally a fun one, man. I hope I hope Eckler comes back and drops a 40 bomb. There's gonna be Bingo. so many fucking points in this goddamn. There's gonna be so <laughs> many points in this game. So many points. Oh. Uh, it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be the funnest game of the week, I think. Uh let's go with the Bills. Let's go with the Bills. Bills. Uh all right, Falcons, uh get it together and beat the Raiders for me. Uh Falcons Raiders. What do you got, Madman? Falcons and the Raiders. Let's go with the Raiders. I'm, I'm a Raider. I'm, I'm a Raider truther now. I'm just on board. The, the, Hen, the Henry Ruggless Raiders with uh, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and Nelson Aguilar doing the work. Berkey, what do you say? Dude, I don't know if Henry Rugg even showed up. Okay, we were making fun of Brian <laughs> Edwards. I'm going Raiders, and I don't think it'll be all that close. Brad? Raiders. Maddie. Berkey Madden went pow wow Raiders McLovin uh, Raiders all right uh, 49ers uh, against the Rams uh, I got the Rams who you got Brad Rams Maddie Rams McLovin Rams Burks this is my problem is the Rams are better but he can't beat Kyle Shanahan I'm gonna go Niners Niners, Ooh. what do you got, Madman? The Rams, man, they look good. They look tough. They do. All right, Saints, Broncos, Madman, come back in. Saints, Broncos, no, it's gonna taste some hell, man. It's gonna light it up again. <laughs> Saints, Berkey, what do you got? Saints, Maddie. Oh, win the Saints. God, I thought you were gonna finish. I left go you yeah. in. <laughs> What kind of build up is that? I'm not a good singer, guys. (laughs) So I guess they win by just the hair, Brad. Who you got? Saints. Uh, McLovin. 
I'm going to take the Broncos. Broncos. All right. Yeah. Coming out. Um, Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, going against Brady and the Bucks. I want to go Ooh. to Madman right away. Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl preview, fellas. And I'm, I'm going with Tommy. I'm just going with Tommy. My heart, my heart's too big and my dedication is too deep to ever, ever pick against Tommy Boy. I don't care if it's Patty or not. Berkey. Oh, I got to be second. I'm going to go Chiefs. Brad. I don't like Chiefs. it. Maddie. Man, that Bucks D's tough, but Patty's on fire. Got to go Chiefs. Jacques. Contrarian pick. I'll take uh, Tampa Bay. I'm going Patty. Patty's taking the throne over. Um, and then finally, uh, we have the Eagles versus the Chris Carsons. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so <laughs> I got the Seahawks. Uh, Chris Carson coming back with vengeance. Uh, what say you, Jacques? Eagles have been a mess. I'm taking the Hawks. Brad? Seahawks. Madman? That's a Turkey. Hawk. Yeah, I was going to say, birds. that could be either one. Wait, hold on, yeah, hold on. Wait. <laughs> he voted Eagles so we can shame him. I'm so going to see all for, for all of our listeners who aren't keen to the ear of the difference between a hawk and an eagle, that was clearly the hawk from the Batman. Berkey, <laughs> <laughs> who you got? Seahawks. Seahawks, Maddie, Daddy. The Hawks, baby. Oh, Seahawks all around. Um, excellent, uh, gentlemen, such a pleasure to be with you. Our fantasy affairs, thank you so much for listening. Um, you guys know where to check us out www.ffaffair.com. Um, you know, since we've got you on, Jock, Jock, why don't you lead us in with your uh Twitter account? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at McLovin FF Affair, and that is an O and or the sorry, the O is a zero. Awesome. The zero in McLovin is a zero. Well, the O in McLovin is a zero. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, Brad, uh, what do you got on Twitter for everybody? Uh, at a fair Brad. At a fair Brad. Um, and then, you know, we all know about the, the <laughs> lore of the madman and where to find him. He's like the Lorax. You need to seek him out. Or you can't seek him out. He will seek you out. Uh, madman, anything for our uh, fantasy affarians out there? I love you guys. It's a pleasure. I love you guys. Thanks for talking with me. I love all you. I love all of our listeners. I love everybody right now. Just for some reason, at right now, I love everyone. <laughs> it's well, that package you got while we were on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta say something about it. Uh, Berkey, give everyone the Twitter handle. That's uh, at Eric Burkholder six. I guess I'm old. I just typed in my name. That's what popped up. So at Eric Burkholder six on Twitter. There you go. Um, and, you know, Maddie, Daddy, Sensei, uh, tell our fantasy affairians where we are at. Oh, baby. We're at the FF Affair on Twitter. I'm at Maddie, Daddy, 2652. Big shout out to Miller Lite. I'm always drinking a cold beer on ice. I'm ready, baby. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and uh, just for all of our fantasy affairs, uh, you know, coming up to you this week, previous to Thanksgiving, we have such a special pod coming up, um, you know, being like Thanksgiving, uh, the day of giving thanks. 
We are giving thanks to all of you guys, and we are getting together as a family, as you guys should as well. We can't wait for you to do the same and celebrate football. Uh, we are coming to you, instead of a table for two, we're coming to you with a table of plenty. Uh, we are going to have the entire Fantasy Affairs football crew together um, on a pod tomorrow. Uh, we are so looking forward to this. Uh, we're talking food. We're talking football. We're talking fantasy. Uh, we're talking Thanksgiving, uh, friends and family and stories. So it's going to be such a great time. Um, gentlemen, I, I want to say cheers to you all. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so a little salute to you and all of our fantasy affairians. So check us out. I've been your host, um, Brian Manganero. You can find me on Twitter, BrianGMFFAffair.com. Um, or at GR, sorry, uh, mixing up the website, uh, which is uh, www.fffair.com, and my Twitter handle is Brian GM FF Affair. So we will see you guys soon with the table for plenty and cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.